Um, what's up, guys? Episode two. What's up, Vince? Uh, more sold importantly, out. episode two sold out by GFNF. Yeah. Um, I guess just to dive right into it, man. I just kind of want to talk about like this week. I hit the off white uh, off white fives on sneakers. I was pumped about. Um, yeah. yeah, exclusive access. So are you gonna wear them? You got your size? Uh, no. Probably. You didn't get your size? No, I did get my size, but oh. I probably won't end up like wearing them. I, I would probably keep them. I don't know. I've not I've actually never found myself wearing like shoes that are valued at more than like, I don't know, five hundred bucks is like a very Yeah, it's hard. Big number like, in my you head. Get them at two, two fifty or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a seven hundred dollar shoe. You put them on, but it's like right. you literally just kind of lost and i don't well i don't like the argument of like well dude i'm only invested 250 it's like yeah but you're you possess 750 or whatever in value value. yeah Yeah. exactly but no i I guess like it just makes me think like i i every day it's like so online like my schedule i'm up like mad early watching you know it's all it's a game of like monitors online uh, like a hundred percent and it like it's so like those that know how i kind of like establish my presence in this like sneaker community was like really like in store um action you know in store like looping uh you know mall of america yeah. yeah i was i was out at like mall of america in minneapolis a lot so i got like a really good loop secured out there and and i was like pretty consistent with like foot locker and foot store and champs like brick flipping information and stuff like yeah. that but especially obviously over the last 10 11 months you know, there was there were several months at the beginning of the year where in store was like literally not an option at all. And and that's kinda like what what transitioned me like personally as a reseller to being like super online online oriented. You know what I mean? Compared to where I was at before. And I, I just feel that the industry as a whole, there's there's huge adaptations away from in store, you know, yeah, how about I, did you ever do any in store like flipping or looping? No. Really, no, okay. so I haven't been affected at all. Um, okay, like, I mean, ever? it's been good. Have be- you ever like no. hit it at a local footlocker? No, I've never done that because my focus was on what I was good at, yeah, so it was doing online releases. Okay, so the time you know, there's guys that I see in our in our success channel, uh, this guy. Is it I go burr or something or some guy? It's just constant. And, he's, and it's constantly getting in-store stuff. Yeah. During this whole thing. Right. 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 So there's definitely, I think, I can't. Well, you know, right now, in-store's back alive a good amount. But hasn't he been getting that consistently for a while? Other than when they were literally closed. Yeah. Right? Like, like literally every foot site was or foot online. Store. Yeah. Foot store was online. Yeah, there was a while when like all the foot lockers and whatnot were closed. And then even when they opened back up, I remember like it was kind of earlier in the summer they they had opened. Yeah. And they still didn't they weren't getting any like modern shipments, like current shipments yeah. for like the current mids and air forces and stuff. So in it, it just like drastically changed, you know. And even I man, I remember like you saw like some YouTubers and, and, and people that were like big with the in-store content. They were doing like live cop videos, like every, yeah. everything had changed. But like, right. I guess right now I've found that myself and many others that I know used to be heavy into like looping stores. were like, very much content to be online only at this point. Like I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. Like it's, everything's more scalable online. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like it's, you know, hitting 20, 30 pairs of a release, like Jordan one in stores doable with like the work and, um, you know, connections. If you have like a really good mall around malls around you and whatnot, but like you can do that way more with more frequency and regularity online a lot of the time, you know? Um, I guess just like, as far as the industry goes, man, we've seen, 
like e even right now, uh, as far as like the in-store conversation, a lot of the, you know, Walmarts and Targets uh, with the card releases, they're not like infrastructurally prepared for limited product releases like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you have people like camping, getting in like physical altercations. There's no proper way to line up. Is it right. a matter of like who was here first or how many people they brought with them? Like I've heard that a lot of those card, the guys that know like the distribution schedule locally, they they'll like show up and they know it's going to be like Thursday between, you know, 3 p.m. and between 3 p.m. Friday and Saturday at 7 or something, right? Yeah. And they'll show up, they'll be there, and then, like, it's the same guys in the area, right? Yeah. Like, I, I sold to a guy in Cleveland, and he was saying, like, they're they're mostly nice to each other, but it, it kind of sucks when it's, like, I've been there a few hours, yeah. and then, like, two or three of the other guys show up, but we have to... I just split it all. Yeah. But they do it for me, too. So I wonder... You know, yeah, you're probably going to have these scenarios where people are fighting. Yeah. But I also wonder, is the majority of this of people that, you know, they know each other almost in the area? Well, I think I don't think that the, the big problem as far as like Walmart and Target go like corporate heads. I don't think that they're like I would I would imagine that they're not like discussing and thinking like, oh, these fights are the big issue. I think it's just like, no, I think it's I think it's burdensome as like they're getting fucking phone calls and like their employees are getting bothered mm -hmm. every day. Oh, yeah. Like even when it's not the day that the vendor comes in restocks, like it's just like a bird like Walmart and Target. They're like, we don't even you know, why do we need this? Like we're moving right. product volume regardless. Yeah. It's, it's actually Panini and Tops are the ones that really have incentive to like keep these products on their shelves. Um, as far as like these big box retailers, like, you know, mm -hmm. when you, you look at like TCGs, like trading card games and whatnot, yeah. like Pokemon, like the goal is for these companies is always to get the product on, on Walmarts and targets. Like that's where the money is. It's not Walgreens. It's not local yeah. card shops. It's, you know, uh, it's, it's really just the, the big box. So I think that, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of rumors for like in-store release methods for cards changing next year. Do you know about like these rumors at all like dude um, i'm so out of the the in-store stuff yeah like i'm saying I like, like my my thing is like online it always has been yeah i haven't put the time to you know these guys know these distribution people yeah. they know all this stuff and it's the same for foot lockers and stuff you need to know the managers and all that for sure and so i never put time into that because i was just doing it online definitely and i like i like running around and like meeting people and like hustling in person like i i do still yeah you uh, talk non-stop so you can just talk about yeah, anything anything and they'll be like I just oh man do you need some do you need to know when the cards are coming to if, it, if it was that easy man um yeah. sometimes it, it can be though like if you're yeah. like jet i i do feel that like there's so few uh like resellers that actually like treat uh, these like vendors and, and managers and people like just like normal humans that maybe like from my experience, uh, if you are sincere and, and, and kind and normal to these people, I, they, they will actually be a lot more, you know, so prone to let me ask you this. Someone who's never done in store. Yeah. I kind of heard like the way to go is kind of just be completely honest and just be like, look, I just, even if I can only get one or two of these boxes yeah. of like, let's just take the Charizard champion path mm -hmm. box. Right. It's like talking to the manager, right. look, man, I just really want, even if it's just one box, like, yeah. I'll, I don't care if, if whatever, but I just really would want one. I, I can tell I've you heard my that's like a pretty good approach. Like, I think that there's a lot of approaches like case by case, you know, it yeah. depends on the manager. I mean, there might sure. be a manager that is just like, 
dude, I don't, I don't care about your sob story. Like cut me into X percent. You know what I mean? But like for, you know, my experience, it, it just, you know, really comes from like getting to know the people at your local stores. And like for, if I hit like, uh, okay, my, my, uh, store that's now local to me, closest to my house, I've hit football once like mosaic football once and uh, illusions basketball when that was like when it first dropped in store. So I've got lucky twice and, and was able to clear them out twice. And both times, like it wasn't to do with like me, like greasing the vendor or the manager or anything, but I did make a point to like talk to the vendor and express a lot of gratitude mm-hmm. and, and same with the manager, just like tell, you know, and I mean, yeah, I kind of like fucking played the role of like excited, you know, card collector a little mm. bit like, Oh, I'm so, you know, thank you guys. I never get lucky. Like, obviously I'm not going to express that, you know, we get a bunch online and, and everything else like yeah. that. But I find that, um, yeah, I, I think that just like actually uh, expressing gratitude if it's your normal store and, um, and then you, you'll see that manager again one day. And, so you, and how did you, like how did i get the stuff no no how did you like meet the manager during that transaction oh i bought the stuff from the manager so the first one i uh with the illusions basketball like if you remember the picture was all wrapped up i actually like it wasn't on the shelf i went and found oh so you talked to him directly yeah so like um yeah and and i think it's kind of the same man it's a lot of case by case like i uh, honestly i think it's a little bit cringy and disingenuous when there's like you know how to get backdoor guides yeah. from like a group or an insert yeah. plugin. Like, come on, everyone's different. There's a human element, how to get backdoors. Yeah. It's like, you get to know the person and you find out what they want. What does your manager want? Do they want a friend? Yeah. Seriously? Because right. sometimes they actually just want someone that's like kind to them in the workplace, right? Mm-hmm. Do they want a friend or do they want money? Like what, the, what do they want yeah. to, to start hooking you up? Like it, it totally depends. So yeah, I think, um, but the rumors that, that we were get that I was trying to get to was that uh, Walmart and Target, all that all that talk to to get to them potentially not doing in store releases for cards um, this this coming year is, is basically what the rumor what the rumor mills turned out. And then out. is the rumor that they're not they're gonna do it online or not at all? Uh, that that remains to be seen. Okay. Pro- I would imagine there's still gonna be an online presence. I mean, obviously, like you know. Panini even has, and Tops have huge incentive to make something work with these retailers. But For like sure. you just look at the layout, the as far as you know the the parking lots, the doors, the the register structure and 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 layout like. Target and Walmart are not equipped for for limited first come first serve releases every Thursday or Friday. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just a silly premise. It's also going to depend on the market overall, too. Yeah, the card market. Card market cools off. I mean, we're seeing a little bit. So maybe. I mean, I think yeah. Maybe uh, that's all kind of up in the air still because they're not sure how it's going to look. Exactly, and I think football. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we'll take it like sport by sport and release by release. For yeah, they might do that. I know that like right now, it's it's super competitive in store right. and and it's uh it's crazy man people like you see it some of the biggest tweets every friday or thursday or have to do with like whatever's going on at the targets and walmarts and whoever yeah. like hit a clip or um yeah all the above but like future of limited releases i don't know like a year ago if you asked me or two years ago you asked me garrett what's the future of limited releases like directionally i think we all would have said raffle raffle right well, but but now yeah. yeah i'm not saying raffle would you still say that that's the future of limited releases? I don't think it is. And I'll what exp- product? I'm just saying in general. I'm saying limited release methods that are like okay. So you see, I sneakers mean, is still successful you, with the raffle style, but still, it's from a consumer from a consumer standpoint, it doesn't feel like a raffle, right? If you're just oh, sneakers doesn't feel like a raffle. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what, yeah. I guess what I'm saying, like 
kind of getting to with like uh, the future of limited releases. I still think Raffle. I don't. I think Kith recently I, went to raffles i yeah i and i don't know and that's just I, another i think that like and, and i mean like the future of it not now i think that raffles what, are, so are what a solution do you think now the future is union los angeles premieres store uh releases that take effort on be, that um you know are the result of effort on behalf of the web team of whatever yeah. the retailer is but are utilizing first come first serve measures like you know within the parameters of Shopify or whatever i think that like for the for the excitement of limited releases uh, that these big retailers know that first come first serve you know does have a real like excitement and buzz that raffle us uh, surrounding it an aura I, that raffle doesn't man there's a yeah, there's very flat I, I dry to enter a raffle whereas like first come first serve like even if you whiff like as a regular consumer or a reseller like it's way more engaging with you between you and the brand um whatever the company is yeah and so that's my opinion you're talking about though the union four drop which was an amazing drop for for users right yeah the problem is you don't usually get that retailer to have that much stock. Right. That's why they do oh, that raffle. Much stock. That's why they do raffle. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. I guess I'm not really thinking about like when I say the future of limited releases, I'm not talking about like Kith getting ten pairs of a shipment. I'm talking yeah. about limited releases, like the the bulk of the release, whether it's like you know Nike, Adidas, Panini, Tops, like the releases. You know what I mean? Not like the retail. I, well, I think- Panini Tops, they have a ton of product. Right, so, but so does Nike, Adidas. So I guess my and and yeah, union. Yeah, when that you example. have that much product, I do think that. But finding, what's it gonna look like? That's my question that I'm posing. Like because we've we've um, I don't know, bro. I, we've know. seen huge transitions uh, even in the last couple of years. In store used to be huge as far as like stock allocation. Just hear yeah. me out. Transition away from that. Then we saw like a, a window where there was like a lot more stock going to like some of these like tier zero boutiques Mm -hmm. and we saw like heavier stock being dropped there. And then recent, and uh, you know, in the past, even like Adidas Yeezy supply, we used to see them get 80,000 pairs. Now it's being allocated more so to foot sites and more so to, you know what I mean? In other ways. So I guess just directionally speaking, Nordstrom and Dick's. Yeah. Yep. Yes, exactly. So I think, um, I think that like, the, the retailers and, and Nordstrom and Dick's are retailers that do a pretty good job with first come first serve releases at the same time. You know what I mean? Nordstrom. Like, I mean, we, for us, it's good. I mean, I don't know. I can't we say have a Nordstrom, Nordstrom bot. I I'm, mean, bi- but I I'm biased, but you no, but you think about all the people that get the immediate cancels because they can't, they over, just, Oh, they oversell. You can't, I mean that yeah. first come first serve model is awful. Right. Uh, not just for botters, but for manual users that literally are checking out and getting yeah. a cancel email because they weren't fast enough. It's tough. It's like so part That's of the name not... of the game, though, dude. Like limited, you know, when these retailers do like this limited product marketing, like when that's how they they market is to is to make a limited run of something. Like these are, I don't know. It's like part of the associated I'll, cost. I'll say this: my fav, if if I were them, mm-hmm. the future of these limited releases is exactly. But I think it's a ton of work. Remember the Kith Looney Tunes drop? Yeah. They did a great job of stopping bots. Didn't they do that on the Coca-Cola too? Like Kith? I don't know. They did a really good job. But they did a great job on Looney Tunes. Union did a great job on their release. But I think it's a lot of work. But if that becomes something where they become really efficient at doing Shopify. Yeah, agreed. If they can do that, then I think they go that path. But 
obviously you it's always a cat and mouse, mouse game with the botters. Okay, ready? I uh, here's a prediction. Totally left field. Just thought of it. Okay, I, and, just and this thought is, of it. I'm Let's serious. I, okay, I, I'm okay. serious. Okay. Um, Shopify. What if Shopify implemented a team, like, and they're like, we will do limited releases for your company or brand or website for X, right? So what if, because Shopify yeah, is a, a smart competitive company with their offerings, like they, they're all about being user-friendly user experience and the shop and Shopify, yeah. you know, not only just like, you know, the, the person like clicking and checking out on their website, I'm talking about their actual, you know, con customers, the stores, the retailers, mm -hmm. sh if sh that would be a highly efficient. I mean, if Shopify had a way to, you know, because if anyone's going to have it really figured out, who do you think's teaching Kith and premier store how to, uh, and, well, and the union? Oh, I know that Shopify is behind it. Exactly. So yeah. like, what if they, what if that's where this is going? And, and I think it's a real possibility. Maybe, maybe the, you know, uh, jam wins that, that trees, you know, he drops those shoes on yeah. his website. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could just be them testing this stuff and then put, you know, saying, Hey, we're offering this. Maybe yeah. that's all what I they know use. is that they're moving forward. Shop yeah. Shopify knows well, Shopify's, yeah. well, Shopify knows that there's a problem yeah. for their customers that they want to solve. And the problem isn't necessarily it. Maybe it is bots getting the stock. The problem is definitely these releases being shitty for their normal customers. You know what I mean? Right. The normal customers, not even having a chance to check out, not being able to touch anything. And ultimately will create like some bitterness and resentment between consumer a, you know, like for brand. example. Yeah. So yeah. like if I'm just like a regular guy and you know, like the, the point when Kith gets like a Travis Scott, Jordan one, right. And they release first come first serve on their website. The, the reason why that's such an optimum thing for Kith is because that's going to bring in how many eyes and, and users and, and, people on their website that have never shopped at Kith before. Right. So if that experience is dog shit, you know what I mean? Like, do you think they're just going to be like going back shopping around for $400 yeah. Kith hoodies? Like, I don't think so, man. Like, so they've mm -hmm. got, these retailers have real incentive for the user. And maybe that is why it's very raffle friendly, raffle oriented right now is just, but I think that directionally there's going to be some solution. Uh, I don't know. That's like maybe a bold prediction, but I could see Shopify like offering some package solution with their plus offering or, or maybe far more yeah. expensive. For exclusive um, releases. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I don't that, doubt that. I, I think they've been it, it would make sense but yeah because yeah. obviously like the limited release model is not going anywhere these companies yeah. use it to market like yeah like we were yeah you know nike adidas like they know um you know limited the the more scarce and li like limited products like it, it genuinely does create buzz and hype and, mm -hmm. and it's self-promoting self-marketing just by you know ma making an item limited um it, it's so th this is a relevant topic about like you know limited uh items in general right now that just like dunks and and warren lotus lawsuit so i i want to say on our first episode um of sold out we, we had referenced warren lotus because he just he just released a dunk but within the last what yeah. week or two new news has broke that nike's formally filing suit against warren lotus um yeah so that was big news and and hilarious what uh what are your thoughts my In, first thing yeah. was like everyone had been calling it right i mean because yeah. it looks so much like a Nike a, shoe and a dunk. It's, a dunk, it's a literally a dunk. Yeah, yeah. Which we've seen, obviously, Nike trademark the dunk yeah. model. That being said, did you see the pictures? I, I saw the, the pictures of the lawsuit and Nike's yeah. trademark. That, yep. yeah. So obvious. I mean, who, who wouldn't know that? Right. But I hate it because I really wanted them. To be honest, I checked out those pigeon dunks and I checked out the paint. The uh, I know you did. You I know was, the Stussies, whatever. Yeah, but dude, you but love obviously, them. like. 
yeah, get him out of here, right? I mean, get it's bad. It's here. bad for the for the culture. Yeah, ultimately. Get, yeah, like yeah. I mean, I think a lot yep. of I think plenty of people bought them either to I mean to flip or to rock them because like they're I got they're I got them to pretty much rock. Well, they're on they're a table. Cool, well, you can't get the real ones. That's well, the, it's not like that's the prop. That's the yeah. thing that people don't understand. What are it's they? Like, Two, three thousand. That's each? what I'm saying. It's not yeah. a real that's shoe. The only it's not an attainable product for normal people. Unlike it's not like if it was like the Brazil Dunks or it's like three four hundred bucks or something yeah. and like not ripping those. But like yeah. But regardless, it's it's very. I think it's ultimately good for the culture that Nike fucking put an end to it. I mean, yeah. he was getting bold, dude. Yeah, like really bold. Well, what was the production run of like some of these like latter? A lot, dude. Like in it, the it tens, twenties, yeah, thousands. It was, it was obviously yeah. He was gonna make he was a considerable in. amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Off of and Nike's. Dunk. The crazy thing to me from the whole thing was that Staple Pigeon had like backed that. Oh my God, Jeff Staple. Right? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Crazy, yeah. crazy. That was kind of, yeah, that was interesting to me. I'm curious to if there's gonna ever be like more Staple Pigeon Nike collaborations because yeah, I'd like Jeff's. No. Yeah, I would say no, probably. Yeah. Right. How, yeah, I don't know. That's how how do you thought. sign off and partake in something? Yeah, that was so, my initial thought. Yeah, like so disrespectful and 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 basically like betraying um yeah, Nike that that brought your brand so yeah. much from from Jeff Staples perspective. So, yeah, dude, that's the I mean, he's super fucked. Super fucked. I made it, dude. I made a um a fucking what was it? That Twitter account that fake Warren Lotus Twitter account that said like that tweet at Nike and said I'm sorry. You know, like yeah, like yeah, I got like a couple thousand likes. That was me, but wow, I dude. spun that up. Yeah, dang, that was dude. my yeah, that was my. Uh, You're gonna get shut down by Nike, huh? Yeah, dude, yeah. that's so sick. Warren Lotus fake account. Yeah, oh yeah, fuck. Did it. actually people like that account? I don't know. I just read. I just like oh. randomly. I don't know. It was just like a joke I made in the moment because I, I I looked for his Twitter. What, what ended up happening was like I looked um, when I heard the news of the lawsuit and stuff. I looked to see if he had a Twitter. To see if I could find him. Does he? he? I don't think so. I, no, he didn't. He's so, Instagram. Yeah. That's, so that's why that's I it. made Warren Lotus Twitter. And then I just tweeted, I'm sorry, at Nike. And it literally got like a thousand <laughs> likes and stuff. And it kind of blew up a little bit. It was just fun, funny memeing around. Yeah, but he's, um, he's, in, in, in seriousness, like he's super fucked. I you know what I mean? I think he's done. Yeah, for sure. How like his brand was essentially built on Nike's back and now they're going to take him because the lawsuit goes back. It's every uh, dunk that he's ripped from them and sold. So he's fucked. And, and yeah. the likelihood of him even having all that money to, to recompense to them. Oh, I think he'll go, he'll he's go claim. Under, yeah. He'll sure. do, he'll claim bankruptcy or whatever. Yeah. Cause definitely. I don't, I don't see how he could pay back all that. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and it, obviously, uh, I canceled all those orders to get okay. refunds. Did you I, have I, to? Did he do it automatically? Or did no, you have I, to? I think if you haven't, I would advise you to cancel because okay. if he does claim any. bankruptcy, then I don't think you're getting any of your money. So Don't say you. I didn't buy any. I mean... the average, I know, I I'm know. Saying, I know what you're saying. Because I think if you do it now, like the money that he'll refund it. So yeah, I, I would do that. But anyways, I think he's done. Yeah, for sure. Um, the only place you could sell, I know you could sell those on, on, uh, goat. I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Goat. You could sell And then eBay, obviously well, eBay. Yeah. But I, uh, the, like topically eBay was, um, something that also is, is very much relevant right now with, the uh, okay. eBay. So authentication. Yeah. So they started with watches, watch authentication a couple right, months ago. Right. right. Um, and that was, and we also, right when they did this, like we were all saying that this is likely just a very micro 
you know, um, way of them saying, can we execute? Yeah. 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 Them just like testing on a micro, like a beta test basically for, because let's be real, like authenticating watches, like, yes, there's a market for even StockX does it right. But, um, yeah, shoes are, are, were where they were going was what we thought. And lo and behold, here we are a couple months later, October. And, uh, yeah, eBay just announced that they are going to be starting in January, having like a full sneaker authentication process. Now the, the details I don't know a ton of like as far as like who pays shipping, are these listings going to be configured or listed in a different parameters or different way than so regular eBay listings? Right? What's that? Oh yeah, if there's like a completely different. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is it going to be a different like interface for this type because it's all like probably, middleman transactions? Yeah, who, who knows? May, yeah. Um, I think uh, eBay's a big company with a lot of capital and a lot of resources, and they're probably going to execute really well. You, I think. Did you read it? Did you read it enough? to see was it like the same concept of new shoes with boxes i don't know or are they yeah, i think that's gonna be interesting I well i think i would think so for the purpose of authentication because like there can't be like opinion bait it can't be like opinion based like you know what i mean that's but why go i mean you have used i'm, I'm saying is, yeah are they going to allow you like Maybe. can i list the shoes i have on yeah. on ebay like you would on, pictures right like similar to how you would on goat basically i don't know Maybe. It'll be interesting to see. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited uh, too. I'm another... excited to see what it looks like because, okay, I'm pro. I'm like way more pro StockX than Vince, than you are for sure. And I'm, I'm pretty pro StockX like in general. I like what they've done. Um, I, I, I like them as a company. I like their offerings and innovation. Um, I know that obviously with the growth that they've experienced over the last couple of years, like there's some yeah. serious opportunities for improvement. Like, you know, even just like their servers being fucked up all the time, the app, like user the, experience not being great. The people who are going to win from this are the consumers. Yes, because everyone's going to get better. Yes, that's exactly it. You it's want just going to create more competition. Like if people are upset, if you guys, like any listener is upset about like StockX experience, like it's ultimately good that like if this makes, if eBay is holding StockX's feet to the fire or if like the more, compi- like as long as it's not a monopoly yeah, where StockX and, can do whatever they want. And I've been saying all along, I want Amazon in on this too. I want, I want more yeah companies in on reselling new and authenticated sneakers right because we win um yeah i have a off stock x i just could tell you so many times where i've gone off on them yeah and yeah not much comes of it they probably literally have on my account this guy's an ass right and i mean i've told you countless stories and you know i mean i bought the yellow dunk grateful deads yeah I, most of these shoes that i buy they're just like i like getting them investing and then reselling mm-hmm. i bought them i bought them at like a price you would say isn't very low right okay. it's one of the higher recent prices bought them and two weeks later i was like what's going on with this shoe yeah. like it's not here it's been saying being authenticated so i email them they say oh we're gonna get back to you in a week like we'll let you know next week what's going on yeah Two weeks later, I'm like, hey, you guys told me last week you're going to tell me what's going on. It's been a month. They're like, oh, the first pair, it didn't, uh, we had an issue with them. They, we didn't authenticate them, but we want to get you the shoe. Mm-hmm. So we found you another buyer. So it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. They want the shoe. Mm-hmm. I get the shoe a month and a half later. I buy the orange pair for a good price. Yeah. The, the orange Grateful Deads. Two weeks later, oh, we canceled your order. They didn't pass authentication. So I was like, 
Oh, really? They didn't pass authentication. So why don't you do the same thing on those shoes? You know yeah. why? Because now they're $400 more. Right. It's going to cost me more money. So I just said, like, you guys will do it on one hand but not the other yeah. for somebody who's probably bought you know, bought a considerable amount. Right. So, you know, they're you, all, you it's their bottom like line. It's, it's their like bottom line. Can't, like, all they those... did on the yellow one was say, oh, look, he paid you know, 1250, 1300. Yeah. We just bought them from sure this guy for 11. Much, I'm sure it's very much automated. Like, you know, someone can see like, you know, red or yellow or sorry, red or green. Like, you know, fucking whether or it's, not it it's, gets, oh, it's like, oh, look, this guy bought this shoe for 1300. There's some guy now asking 11. Let's just buy the 11 mm -hmm. and give it to him. We just literally took that 200 difference right there. Right. I mean, that's just shady. Yeah. And if you're going to do Dude, it, a lot do of, it on all my purchases. I've heard a lot of, like a lot of people say, like you hear stuff like that that about StockX, even, you know, coming, coming back to that Brian dude, uh, that, that manages the, um, he had actually, uh, the managers, the releases for union. He had referenced some stuff like this. Cause he's like actually like a sneaker head and mm -hmm. very much active on secret Twitter. Yeah. Seems like a pretty cool guy. Um, but he had documented some of his experiences. Um, and, and we might, I might be able to find them to get them on screen as well, but just with StockX, um, basically very similar issue, but he had even done it intentionally, like bought stuff at a very really? like, under market. Like, I think it was like M and M fours, like serious, like serious dollar, yeah. um, shoes. And, and yeah, just to see if StockX would, would end up keeping them or fulfilling them or, or you know whether they're passing them themselves yes because i think they every, do that well every one of them failed authentication every pair of, but but also now i will say this i have to like play devil's advocate on even stuff that does sound shady like maybe there's just a higher percentage like what is the likelihood that the only m&m fours on StockX that were sold for like under market value are fakes probably pretty high you know what i mean so like there is that argument right bro three of my mm -hmm. strange love special boxes all three. Oh, all three did not pass authentication okay. that's all right shady. and that was and right because after they, they dropped, went up too. i bought them at seven or eight hundred yep and they were over a grand by the time they got there but let me ask you this this was like immediately after they dropped too right like right yeah after. so you think yes. guys are sending fake that's what I, that's special my boxes point. i agree with you on on like that they're is not sending in worn not that quickly it, it's either. ridiculous yeah how quickly could we get fake yeah. strange love it, dunks with special boxes it, in the united know, states you know very yeah they yeah so i can't wait for ebay and i yeah. hope that more people come in because yeah i it, you know for I'm not, sure. they're not holding me. StockX is not holding me as a, con, like a good consumer. Yeah. Like I'm not. And I, I still, um, I, I don't know. They have a lot of my like loyalty. I really like early payout. My, my account manager has, you know, honestly been great to deal with. Like she's on the ball and I think you have the same. Okay. Yeah. You have the same account manager. I don't know. She, uh, I, I really like the, the way that she ha has handled like any of the problems that have come up with me. It's been very professional. Um, but that's my, my personal experience, but I, I definitely won't ever discount yours or anyone else's that I see because like shady activity yeah. is shady. Excited activity. to see eBay. Excited. I'm excited to I, see I really want to see how they rolled out. Like you said, ultimately that's good for all of us. Yeah, um, should be. Yeah. Should be another big uh, like rumor that that was churning this week and, and like some of the photos that got leaked were um, and the, it, eBay makes me think of this because it might be like the type of product that to be sold on eBay is like Kanye West Gap rumors. We were talking about this a little bit, um, but uh, last night, I want to say just like introductory, yeah. we have different like I when I first heard the Kanye West Gap thing, my initial reaction is that. Gap is going to try 
to do some type of limited release, to create some type of buzz that they have not really done before. Like, I don't think Gap ever does limit intentionally like limited yeah, releases. I can't think of. You, what was it? But didn't you think like your initial reactions, like, ah, they're just going to produce the fuck out of all this stuff and cash in and yeah. it's just going to be on their shelves. Yeah. You yeah. know why? Why? Because the price is $50. True. Oh yeah. No, it's true. It's Where are they going to make their money if they literally make 5,000 pairs? Yeah. Well, I, my thought is this because like there's a bunch of clothing articles, right? Like a bunch of clothing articles. Yeah, there's, there's enough. And then there's like the phone. Not the a fo- bunch, but- right? I mean, I saw two, I mean, I'd say under 30. Okay. No, so. it's a bunch. I mean, but like, I guess for yeah. a whole product line. Yeah. Um, and then there was, uh, the, there's the foam runners too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thought that like, I, idea that I, I maybe, uh, think that they, they could have is to make the foam runners like a one day offering. Oh. Like the day they roll out this Yeezy Gap collaboration, yeah. you know, day one across the country, every Gap store, Gap want. outlet, mm, maybe not, maybe there's just like a hundred per store, 10 per store, whatever it is. Just like, you know, it gets, but it just creates buzz around the release. Yeah. Um, I, I would be surprised honestly if like dude like there's corporate heads and marketing geniuses i know but how could they not take advantage of something limited like a kanye collaboration dude so so i could see that maybe it's like you're saying the foam runners like a day thing yeah and somehow that boosts the the merch like just boost the exposure yeah boost that 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 could be something i could see that yeah where they use that foam runner because what the foam runners I mean, 400 at least right resale now? right Dude, now. They're yeah, high, they're right? super high. They're yeah, high. Yeah. So maybe they do piggyback off, you know, those limited foam runners and then it makes the consumers want to buy the or, other merch where they've mass produced. Or maybe they're a step ahead of us and they're, and they already had this plan with the foam runner initial release. And that's why they did the super limited shock drop to create this buzz around the foam runner. And they knew all the while that it was going to be this gap collaboration and they create all the stir around the foam runner. Wait, wait. So you're saying Kanye did this? Uh, no, I'm just didn't do it. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying like a mat. Yeah. Like imagine if like Kanye, like imagine like these people had these plans in their back. I don't yeah. know. They're well, like, these are mil- multi-million Million, yeah. billion dollar marketing geniuses right. dude like i don't put we're not anything outsmart. we're not no. any idea that i think i have of how they could boost yeah. this release they they're smarter and that's what i'm saying who knows maybe the entire release I mean, of the foam runners wasn't i wasn't i like an adidas gap agreement fucking five months ago it's who hard for me to imagine how they got it done without some sort of a because wouldn't you think adidas has like the rights, the rights to the, to the, foam, the runner? foam runner. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious to see what it looks like. Yeah. Um, not a bad thing. I, I think uh, it, it's honestly just more, more uh, relevance of, of resale in the culture. You know, mo- you know modern culture, be, dude. I like it. Wait, I, you know, I, you know, I like it would be more, so funny. What's that? You know how Kanye was saying stuff about how he's not on the board of Adidas. Yeah, like, yeah. He was saying he is at Gap. Didn't he say he's like already been like at the board meetings with Gap? I don't know. Wouldn't it be so funny if he found a way in that that Adidas like contract on the foam runner? Yeah. To like mess around with it enough to where he could literally 
do it, give it to Gap. Sell it, yeah, sell it to and Gap. He, yeah, I'm not with sure. all of his stuff recently on like the record labels. And yes. now he's literally like, like trying to live. Yeah, like basically be, get his masters and everything else. That would be interesting. Yeah, like I own the Foam Runner basically because I just sold it to Gap. Right. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. Kanye is. Uh, I mean, very much. It, it's 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 crazy and amazing. I mean, amazing how long we've been talking about Kanye. And I don't mean we as in you and I. I mean, like, you know, the world. I mean, dude, I literally remember Kanye West being, like, in the mainstream media since I was a, a kid. You're, like, 10, 12 years old. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's very— You were probably, like, a toddler when he did the— the Hurricane Katrina thing. Oh, when he was like on the new. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I mean, yeah, that I, was a long time ago. Yeah, I think because uh, that was big news. I remember that's. I think that was the first I had ever heard about Kanye, and I was I was very young. Yeah. Um, he's that, definitely been in the media. It's crazy, man. It's uh, but you know, it's. I think that the you know Kanye Gap collaboration in in particular is just is is a good thing directionally for our industry. Um, just presence in the mainstream. You know what I mean? Like reselling in general. Yeah, agree. It's, it's uh, which which like Pokemon, we talked about last time. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna like swallow my pride right now. Um, I'm sorry that for for saying no about for buying uh, one of Logan Paul's Pokemon packs, first edition packs. So this I've I've had, this, this is has been a point of contention I, between us and yeah. I've not said sorry or humble myself. You're saying myself. it right I'm here. I'm saying it now because you uh in but hindsight's 2020. The the value of the pack at the time, right, he was charging 11,000 bucks a pack which is retail. Now. No. Back okay, then. No, you're literally wrong. No, no, no trust because me, trust, it was unweighed. Dude. I thought retail was 10 to 12 unweighed. No, they were 10 original. to 12 weighed like heavy packs. So those were not, trust me, trust me, those were not $11,000 packs. And and it's still very much questionable to whether or not, whether they are now. However, I will say this, because Logan Paul did that box break, sold 36 packs for $11,000 a pack. 36? 35. Oh, he kept one. He kept one. But basically, the vet, it, for him, he was able to retain or reclaim about 400,000 bucks, little under 400,000 bucks from that box, that first edition box. What that did was basically just a rising tide raises all ships, right? And now, like, people are actually paying 400 Gs for this stop box. I got to How What's much up? was an unweighed pack at that time? It's probably like five, six grand, dude. Seriously. No. Don't. Vince, dude, you're li- like, don't. All right, please. well, we're. I wish we dude. had a producer. We're gonna dude, check you can't it. Say- we're gonna check it. I asked people. I'm trying. To I te- asked Pokemon you asked guys. Wrong- no, you didn't. You asked okay, the wrong here's people. what they said, bro. They were like two, three thousand light, 11,000 heavy, five, but six. But you couldn't find them, bro. Bro, you still can't. They're still not a thing. Like that's. Oh. The, they've always been well, like even before Logan Paul's thing. You l- couldn't find them. And let's you, go back. But here- I thought it was a buy. Even if the pack is four or five grand, mm-hmm. I thought it was a buy because the I exposure. Did, yes, I yeah. thought the exposure was great, and it um, ended up being a lot of uh, YouTube channels was, got really cool content. From it was it. great content, and he pulled the Charizard, and he pulled like some cool stuff too. It was a fun. Uh, I don't know if you watched whole thing. Whole um, thing. Watched yeah, it was it. dope. So yeah, I got like what two, a couple Blastoise, the Charizard, stuff like that. So ended up. What being, else did he get, dude? Oh, oh. Uh, I don't. Do you want me to embarrass you? I can't. yeah. What okay. else did he get? This is literally so. So this whole Pokemon Logan Paul has been a real point of contention between Vince and I. I, No, no, no. Before you say anything. Okay. 
right now, I still don't know if it's if it's the guy's name is okay. Chancy or Clancy. Dude, this guy's but- been calling Chancy Clancy. <laughs> Dude, l- l- last last night we were we we go out to eat and Vince is like, yeah, I knew I was. I knew we should have bought one of those Logan Paul yes. Because good luck finding one for eleven thousand now, bro. Imagine if we got a Clancy, bro. Um, just imagine, no. just imagine if we got a Clancy. You know, you and know, I said, well, wait a second. Actually, maybe it's good we didn't buy it because if we got a Chancy and then you fucking called it a Clancy, we maybe would have lost every no. bit of positive and, and then exposure I said, that we got. And I said. No, that just means I'm that much smarter because I yeah. don't even know what's in these packs. Yeah. And I knew it was a buy. Yeah, it's And it's I knew cool. it was a buy. But I'll, I'll tell you, it's uh, for, for not really from like an invest, just only from a marketing standpoint, truly. Because like I want to talk about, I, yeah. I like I have some like strong opinion. Man, Pokemon's been crazy. Like I guess this is uh, like a topic to, to bite off that to hit in its entirety. Um, Logan Paul started... Uh, Okay, Logan Paul did not start the Pokemon surge, of course. I, I should step back a little bit. So sports cards got crazy, right? And then other collectible markets started to get crazy, yeah. including like Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! I made some really good money on you some know what Yu-Gi-Oh! Else? cards. What's that? Counter-Strike virtual skins? Yeah. Through the they, roof. They went up? Okay. Through the roof. And I think it's a lot of collectible markets like that. Have gone. Really niche markets. Oh, yeah, Even just like comics. Pokemon. Yep. I bet comics. I bet. Oh, I know. Com- of- no, comics have yeah. appreciated. It's a like, very crazy. interesting time. But I want to say this. A lot of the markets have like started to like correct themselves and check themselves. And okay. it's like, you yeah. know, entering this fourth quarter and like, you know, August, September. Pokemon market right when Magic the Gathering, sports cards, you know, other markets started to taper off as far as growth goes. Other markets started to like have like a little bit of healthy retrace and drawback in their in their margins and prices. That like immediate like within that couple week window, late August, early September is when Logan Paul started, you know, kind of propping the market more you saw more gary v gary vanderchuk content about pokemon that's when logan paul entered the market logic did a box break also of a first edition box you've got huge a list these are a listers yeah i mean like logan paul moves the needle more than any any hollywood star you know movie star period he's he's huge culturally so you're talking like what i guess i'm getting to is that a lot of collectible markets started to taper and have a little healthy retraces um, which ultimately is good for long-term prices. Pokemon at that same time, I think got a boost from social media and influencers that I think is, it's, we're still experiencing some of it's very much natural from uh, re- like insane scarcity on the original products, because like, yeah. there's just no first edition boxes out there, period, like first edition base, you know, um, they're just very, very, very rare. Which will drive the drive the market up, but still, dude, I think it's crazy out of control prices right now. And I, for one, am not investing in like any type, unless you're like talking about you know trying to day trade some PSA ten cards and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm not buying yeah. in to hold for the next year. I think that prices are super high right now. Interestingly, and I would I would challenge the average listener, you know, who's in, intrigued by this, to to look into like these guys, like these mainstream guys that are buying these first edition PSA 10 Charizards, like, you know, Logic bought one. He posted the picture of, of his son holding that card and, and whatever. Um, like, look at who they're buying them from. They're buying them from the real investors yeah, that yeah. have been in this game for yeah. 20 years. And, they, and why are they selling? They haven't sold for 20 years. Why now? 
the market's very, very peaked. And and now yeah. I'm not saying that they can't it can't still continue to rise because this continue could continue until Christmas or whatever. But we uh, we've seen like insane retraces and drawbacks in in most collectibles market uh, mar markets and like as far as Pokemon, um, you know I think we'll have some good releases yeah. for sealed product like 25th anniversary coming up and stuff like that. But yeah, that's am, next year, right? Someone yeah. was saying that yeah. to me. But I'm I'm just leery buying in like PSA 10 Pokemon. And a few months ago, I was all gung ho about. It. I was I, buying PSA 10 slab Pokemon cards all the above. But right yeah. now, shit is like wild and and the the rates of appreciation people need to like they're not real when you like real markets and like for example like a 50 dollar card going up to you know thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars like how is that sustainable you know can you relate that to to markets that exist in the real world that have sustained not often you know what i mean except for like you know maybe like tech companies that have like i don't yeah. know yeah I mean, but there is something to say about scarcity. So I was going to ask you, how many PSA 10 Charizard first editions are there? Okay, so this... Tell me that. Yeah. Like the number. Low. It's like, I think sub... I mean, PSA 10 sub a couple hundred. I mean, and okay, most first so edition base set... It, it's that's the case it, it is genuine now um one youtube channel like and and i like shame like i got a lot of my like actual knowledge from um like as far as like the pokemon economy um and and i do recommend this guy um it's a pretty small channel but it's called like pokenomics with jake and raffi he's he's one of the biggest psa 10 collectors in the world for pokemon has been for a long time um very well respected and known in the community this guy what, Jake, did you get 12 dollars for this <laughs> no i'm kidding no i mean dude i'm, I'm telling you i've learned like i i um that's where i started to really get a grasp on this vintage market you know what i mean so early in the what, summer from someone an outsider you have to understand if you're talking under 300 charizard psa 10s mm -hmm. uh first edition game whatever that's a very small number. Mm -hmm. You're talking, that means you would need, I mean, 300 people to want to spend, are they like two, 250 grand right now or something? Yeah, they're like 225. So there could be something to be said. I'm not saying, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah. The market could have just been extremely undervalued. Low. Yeah. There's That's something there to be said to about, it. you've heard the term like, optimization in a market like when a market is optimized sure so like the pokemon market i believe was not it was like highly under optimized um meaning like there was just like deals and steals out there like whether it was ebay a local garage sale yard sale you could find a really good deal on a card and then also like you know find someone willing to pay higher if you had patience and and you know you could be the one optimizing that market now with the current state of pokemon everyone and their mother's trying to get in right it's like yeah. fear of missing out at this point Pokemon keyword search on eBay, Facebook Marketplace, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're talking probably thousands and thousands of searches a second. It's a highly yeah. optimized market. You're not getting... I mean, like, dude, if you're buying a Blastoise at fucking 500 bucks, it's because that is the exact market, right, that's value, the market value at the moment. Like, yeah. you are not going to be, you know... Like, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm, I'm interested, too. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, th I think that... No, I think that there was definitely some some under... um A lot of, like, first edition base and the hollows were undervalued, but I think that um my call is that we see drawbacks before before uh, Christmas time, before holiday season. I, I really do um believe that... That we're gonna see and we're already seeing it as far as like rates of appreciation like we see the rates of appreciation have tapered off 
heavily in Pokemon, even even uh, even with all the exposure in the mainstream. So yeah, I think um, I'm excited, obviously, to continue flipping the stuff. Don't get me wrong. Um, especially sealed product is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still love the vintage. I'm I'm you know still have a lot of my friends because you know that are like my generation. Ha- like we collected and flipped those cards, you know? So a lot of my friends are still finding their collections at their parents' houses and I get to help them like facilitate and show, Hey, this is worth money. Look at this one. This is yeah. how you sell. So I'm, I'm still having a lot of fun with it regardless of like the macros long-term. Now I'm only talking about like pre Christmas, right? I think long-term uh, PSA 10 Charizard million dollar card. Why is it not the Mona Lisa of today's generation? I mean, it's certainly, uh, you could argue it, it, it is, you know what I mean? So, um, I think, yeah, long-term there's real potential for like even five X growth from where we're at now, but I'm talking about years down the road, like yeah. real healthy growth and, and the market is growth. And I mean, that's yeah. why I almost let the emotional side of me buy like a Charmander right. for 2,500 or whatever. Right. So that's the card, right? I don't even... Is that Ch- Charmander? Yeah. Or Charizard? Wait, what? No, isn't the Charmander card like 2,500? Charmander? Is, yeah, it's gone up a lot. I bought in uh, the, like the base, base starters, right. like Bulbasaur, so Charmander. So I'm just saying, you know... Oh, you did I, almost buy I one. Almost that's what bought, you're saying. Yes. Yeah, the because, fear of missing out, dude. Well, yeah, but also because I think that it was undervalued, not to the tune maybe of 2,500, but, you know, maybe it retraces to a thousand or something but right. i think long term if it's zero. a long-term adv- uh, investment right five to ten years i could see the card being four to five grand in ten years yeah but again maybe i'm wrong maybe it was valued where it should have been a yep. year ago so again a lot of the old product has the real value but a lot of this like modern product not necessarily not a lot not, i mean a lot of sports cards in particular i'm thinking but even modern pokemon like these are things from an investment standpoint that can end up at zero. We don't know what the floor is for a modern reprint of a Hidden yeah. Fates Charizard. What's the floor? That, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we do know the actual population count and, and whatnot of some of these early cards. So yeah. we know, like, the, yeah, none of them are go to z- gonna go to zero. Just very so they, from from a three hundred. That that's such a small number. So yeah. Oh, I just. I yeah, think and I might population. be wrong. It might be like I mean, Charizard. Obviously right, is, we're I'm saying sure under a thousand for most of these. Yeah. original. Oh, first edition base. Most PSA are 10s. under. Yeah. most are under that, and all of them have a story too. Like first edition base, like even like Growlithe and Haunter and like base cards, like not like non rares that they have a story, and some of them yeah. are very hard to grade. Kinda like cool. Growlithe is yeah. sub hundred sixty in a PSA ten. That's right. why they're like thousand dollars. You know, I was um, looking at that. That what's the fish? the Magikarp. I wanted to buy that just because it's kind of cool. Like the first ever Magikarp. Right. I mean, yeah, total evolves to gear dump of a card. Whatnot. Yeah. But just to have cool. one and just say, well, I've got it. You right. Know? Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's interesting. I'm excited to see just like, you know, how this market rides out. I mean, I, I love how mainstream it is. Yeah. Cards um, overall. Yeah. Sure. So as far as uh, a segment, we wanted to do a segment this week um, called market moves where basically the premise of it is just, you know, us discussing uh, objects, whether it's, you know, a shoe, a car, you know, card box, objects. whatever it is, an item, items, <laughs> sorry, that have moved drastically or notably um, that maybe we weren't privy to or like really caught us off guard or or a- anything like that. So um, I know uh, going back to the card conversation, I'd like to just keep it on that tune with the Lionel Messi 2014 Prism uh, base Prism card. So basically, this card 
so I believe that 2014 was the first year that Panini printed soccer cards. Okay. It was Prism Soccer, Lionel Messi. I'm sure you're familiar with the name. I'm, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't oh, watch soccer. I'm a sports guy. I'm, I was just going to ask you. Yeah. That's like Premier League, right? Yeah. So this is a Premier League box. I'm, yes. I'm guessing. Yeah. That's Panini the main, yeah. Prism. Yep. Okay. And so it's a 2014 um, card. Uh, prism card that what I want to say like March, April this year, pre summer was like fit 40, $50 card raw in PSA 10. It actually went up in August. It peaked up to f- about 5,000 bucks. Yeah. Like yeah. went like it went a hundred X it went from 50 to 5,000, which again, like kind of like I was saying with like, that's not real. Like you can't, that's not really sustainable right. unless you're talking about like maybe a stock of a brand new company or something like that. What ended up happening? I, you know, looking back, um, as of this morning, that same car and people were buying in. I know people that bought in, in the, in that three, $4,000 range that card, as of this morning, um, is is selling for around like seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. People lost their fucking ass on on that card, and um, you know, because it wasn't actually scarce, bro. When Panini printed that stuff in twenty fourteen, like they they probably printed the hell out of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Pretty high, and 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 even then, way lower print runs compared to modern product like today 2020 yeah. lead us into today so um yeah that that is a testament to like you know this stuff doesn't that when you see a chart like that man that type of growth like it's not forever it can't be that's not the real world you know what i mean so um because yeah people just uh that 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 shook me up when i saw how how quickly and drastically it dropped though like to go from 4500 5000 yeah. whatever down to like literally 7 800 yeah. that's crazy cuz you know people like lost uh lost pretty big on those so yeah it's anytime i see that kind of exponential increase in any product mm-hmm. i'm getting out i mean i'm taking the profits and running yeah just like we talked about last week those those uh boxes yeah. The oh, the product. Mosaic. Yeah, I'm getting Football? out of them. Yes. I mean, I'm not holding this stuff. Well, dude, how many it's high as it prices is. have come down uh, on Mosaic Football since since we since first that entered time. that market? I yeah. mean, they've come down drastically. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, with, with more football cards uh, on the horizon, there's just more product to go around per when player, I think per of, name. When I think of market increases, like things that have really gone up that have actually been pretty healthy, I think of like the Jordan ones, right? Some of the obscure Jordan yeah, ones. Definitely. Um, there was the Jordan one twists, the women's shoe. Okay. Black oh, and aren't white. those like the, the black and white, but it was like a panda fur. It was like a fur, right? Really? Yeah. I, I didn't even know that. Bricks. I remember dude. That's why they, they were sitting. Yeah. I didn't know they had like a panda. Yeah. Fur. I remember. Oh. I, I, did you get those in, in, in hand? I don't think so. Yeah, bro. They, I don't think so. The black. It's but not if like I did, I sold it for $10 probably profit. Right. They were, and now they're all over 600, 600. And okay. what was it? Um, it was a year ago, uh, over a little over a year. Ago. Yeah. I remember the release. Um, I remember that was actually one of the first shoes that I ever bought on Nordstrom. This was like way prior to, you know, bought oh, really? us botting Nordstrom. Yeah. Um, they sat on Nordstrom. Um, my buddy, uh, from Minnesota, I remember hit, hit a ton, um, on Nordstrom's website manually. Cause they dropped like pretty early in the morning, shock dropped them or something like that. Yeah. It was just super easy manual loop, but yeah, there's so- a lot of Jordan ones. I, you could look at Jordan ones from last year that weren't very sought after. 
the hyper crimsons or something or I, you know there's just a lot of jordan turbo ones. greens dude well turbo greens huge well no but i'm mad about those because less... I, ha- I have turbo greens in an 11 but they're too small like i need a oh i need to up, up i mean there's the size, just a yeah. lot like people were saying yeezys are great year hold right yeah. six month hold yeah i don't know so much because well, production no, of zions was so high i think yeah they're like two sixties and a ten and a half still. It's been three months. That's crazy. I was expecting higher by right. now. Exactly. If Christmas we don't see a bump, then it's like, man, these productions are so high. And there's so many Yeezys. Yep. I know. Where it's just affecting those those trends of, you know, usually we see those Yeezys go up pretty quickly. Yep. Um I and don't I don't I, I wouldn't even say, yeah, as far as ROI, I think of like uh a lot of the time the stuff that obviously like everyone's being told to hold ends up doing the worst yeah. long term because That's it's just, the problem it's the it's the most stock is like being withheld by the by the resellers yeah. and then as the price goes up a little bit you have a bunch of sellers list and then it brings the price it's like back hey down i want my ten dollars profit plus this back because i'm gonna go buy these jordans or yep. these and make more money the shoes that you see that like just like skyrocket are the pairs that you know resellers either don't buy or they buy and they flip them right away yeah. and then the pairs just get worn by normal people then there's no and there's DS still pairs in circulation but there's still demand, but also I, I always think that this is a variable. I think that when it's like a random Jordan one mid or a random air force one, that these fit, these companies that produce fakes are not producing fakes of those random oh, air forces. I've heard that and then, and then yeah. ultimately what happens is like when the stock dries up, like the actual produced by Nike stock dries up, the stock is is basically you know dried up, and then the prices go. You'll see Air Forces that were sitting at 130 bucks, like Day of the Dead Air Force Ones. I, like I think they're over all over 300. I remember that was a call we made like um uh about about yeah right before last Halloween. Like those were bricks. Even like all season, all winter, they were yeah. they were low. But like once that stock dried up, they just skyrocketed because mm-hmm. there's like no fakes on the market. I think that fakes, even if StockX is rejecting them, dude. It like like let's just pretend that StockX and Goat rejected a hundred percent of fakes. I think that the you know Travis Scott this and Clot that and Union that with a high amount of fakes. There's just a lot of asking prices that are f- of fakes and of and fake, those yeah. if I it, like if I'm just like a seller of fake shoes, I'm just taking fucking bids, dude. Yeah. I'm bricking the market myself. Who cares? I'm yeah. paying. A, you know what I mean? So I think that that does play a variable, and sometimes why you see like um. Like you know, clot shoes are stagnant. That was Crazy. that that was um you know something that I wanted to talk to on like clot shoes are if any if anything down and and I say clot Air Force Ones, clot Jordan One Mids, and these are again shoes that have been like fake. There's been replicas from day one mm-hmm. of every color of these clot shoes. You know what I mean? Uh, and and also I don't know how much exposure they really had in in the mainstream. How much do you think that really normal consumers know about clot Air Force Ones? Well. Some the, of them I'm thinking on, U, I, I am thinking them, US US based yeah, consumers. Some of them dropped on sneakers. I mean I know yeah. the mids and didn't both the Air Force Ones. Yeah. I guess I'm well, just thinking both, like as I far mean, as like actual the, promotion. I mean the pink and the blue. I did. just don't think that like clot Nike collabs are pushed um or marketed that he- like I just don't feel that they're marketed it's that no heavy Sakai. on US consumers. I mean, it's no Sakai. Yeah, yep. So I think and uh yeah, what you end up seeing is a lot of those prices, like yeah, the forces, the mids. Yeah. Like, do you still have clot mid? I know you had Sold bought some. Yeah, you had bought some in hopes of them appreciating and they just were Nothing. flat, right? Yep. 
Yeah, crazy. And that's at a time when mids had been doing very well. Mm-hmm. And I that mean. and that of all, and you had like money sizes too. Like you got like a seven and a seven and a yeah, half. Yeah, really like good rare, sizes. Rare sizes. And they just so. never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. No, the market, uh, it's volatile. I think that we'll see a lot of big changes and, um, up and down in, in sneakers, sports cards and stuff. As we come into this holiday season, quarter four, I think, uh, paying close attention is important right now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just keeping our foot on the gas, even as far as sneaker releases, it's, uh, it's going to be busy. So let's wrap this one up, man. Yeah. Right. Feel on. good about it. Yeah. Good. Cool. Thank Pleasure, you guys. Man. And, uh, yeah. See you next Thanks, time. Guys. So, yep.